What's up, everybody? What is up? It's Aslan and Michael here to talk recruiting. Warchant.com live recruiting chat. Thanks for being here. Lots to discuss. But first, some business before we get started, Michael. What should people do throughout tonight to show some appreciation for all the free information you're about to throw their way? Oh, we always love when you hit the like button. Uh, certainly, that that certainly promotes these great features. Not only the the wake up war chant, but all the different video features we do and all the great columns that we do. So when you when you promote it and you hit the like button, it it always helps us guys. So uh, fire away. Boom. That's right. Little button. Shape of a thumb, tap it, hit it. Don't have to smash it. No, hit, it you wanna... hit it so it registers. Yep. Certainly appreciate it. Michael, how are things going in your world, man? Are things calming down at all, or is it as busy as ever? No, it's it's calmed down some. Um, obviously, you know, it was chaotic the last two weeks. Um, you know, with the all these you know, added portal guys, and then um, you know, just finalizing kind of what what getting into that cycle for 2025, which by the way, uh, I'm putting the final touches on the, the hot war. I think people have already seen uh, the quarterback and running backs. And so we're putting the finishing touches on uh, all that stuff, but overall it's been pretty good. Got a big junior day coming up this weekend in the Arctic cold, at, which is known to <laughs> Tallahassee, Florida expected, but um, overall uh, it's fantastic. Uh, Matt Lassier's done an incredible job with the, with the stuff with the portal and, the help and Iris certainly chipped in and, and helped a lot. So uh, everything's good. Just, uh, you know, ready to roll for this weekend. And uh, it's been a, it's been a chaotic, but uh, interesting, uh, you know, last two weeks. Indeed. No one likes boring though. No. Rick, Rick Johnson's here to start us off. Michael, he asks, he asked us at five twenty-seven PM. He got this question before we even hit the airwaves. Does FSU have enough scholarships to take on all these portal players, or do they pay for school through the NIL funds? Uh, I think uh, scholarship-wise, they they feel pretty comfortable with what they do. They're not going to add a guy if they feel like uh, it's a problem. So uh, I think they feel good about you know what their numbers are with scholarships, and certainly we know there's going to be attrition in, in in May and 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 throughout the process of of just. A, yeah, it's not just FSU; it's any program. So I think they feel good about you know where they're at scholarship wise. All right. Yeah, that's like the whole theory everybody has. Like, ooh, it doesn't even matter about the eighty-five scholarship limit anymore. If you got NIL, you can just keep paying kids. And it's like, no, ah, it works that way. Uh, I'm not sure it works that way, but it could possibly. Oh, uh, let's go to Garrett PCL. Caleb Downs percent chance. He saw that Greg Reed was recruiting him on Twitter. Yeah, probably around a two percent chance. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not likely, guys. I mean, I'm just I'm just going to cut to the chase. It's not it's not likely. I would say Georgia is the team that I expect, um, but Ohio State is also in there. It's been those two teams. Uh, I know FSU fans would love that and certainly take another Alabama guy. Personally, I take Caden Proctor because I think that benefits FSU even more uh, with a you know, star left tackle. But um, for me, I, I don't see that happening, you know, with, with Caleb Downs. I think it's a, a low chance. Uh, obviously, I'd never say never. That's why I gave it 2%, just <laughs> a little bit of chance. But, yeah, I think he's probably heading, uh, you know, either Georgia or Ohio State. Stephen Cordell said receivers are going to hit the portal. Um, I thought maybe he was being like a, a seer like someone who can see the future okay. uh, because Joshua Burrell tweeted out at 6 p.m., I guess right as we went on air here, that uh, he plans on entering the transfer portal. Okay. Um, so, you know, that as one door closes, another one opens possibly. Burrell, obviously a guy that was on scholarship, so that thins out a really, really crowded room at wide receiver. We'll see what right. that means for Florida State. Obviously, this is weird though, right, because I thought the – I thought the window was closed. Like I thought you could only enter the portal like between whatever December 7th and January 2nd. Like you didn't have to commit somewhere, but you had to put your name in there by then. So uh, I can maybe work on trying to figure out what that's all about here, but it looks like he says he plans to graduate from Florida state in May and he'll have two years of eligibility remaining as a grad transfer. Okay. So I guess he's going to go yeah. that route as opposed to the uh, one-time transfer thing there. Right. So. Right. And, and that's one that, I've expected for a long time. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised it took this long. 
um, you know, as far as uh, you know, Joshua and uh, a great kid, by the way, incredible kid. I love uh, you know him you know, as a kid, but uh, overall, I think that was kind of expected. Expected, and then like I said, it's going to be attrition in in May and and throughout this process until you finalize everything. So. Next question. Let's keep it back to Caleb Downs. Peter Shields says, how's KJ feeling (laughs) with Caleb Downs possibly coming to Athens? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's something they have to ask KJ. He's not exactly good at um, responding to FSU as far as what, what he's, uh, what he's going to do. So um, I don't know. I I would guess that he probably felt like he was going to come in there early, but if they get Caleb Downs, uh, I would say those chances are, you know, probably low as far as starting, but um, I don't know. I can't really speak for how KJ's feeling, but not really my concern. Uh, he kind of made it that way. I uh, once he once he did, <laughs> he made his decision. So at, after that, I'm not really uh, that focused on KJ Bull. Um, you mentioned Caden Proctor. Is that a, is that a possibility at all? It's a small possibility because everything I hear is like Iowa because that's the place he was going to go before he went to Alabama the last minute. Um, that's a guy I'm kind of keeping you know an eye on just to see if there's anything there because I know he did visit FSU uh, during the high school process. And that was a place I know that he likes Atkins, but I, I'd still say it's more likely, you know, Iowa. But, hey, you can always dream, can't you, Aslan? You can. No one says you cannot. That's what we're all about on the show. What would we do if we didn't dream on this program? What would we have done the last two and a half years? Um, how about Jameer Grimsley? Uh, somebody out there wonders, uh, Michael, thoughts on uh, Jameer Grimsley from our friend Brett Taylor? Yeah, I'd probably say LSU or Florida. I'd probably lean more towards Florida. Uh, Florida was a place that he was likely going to go um, if it wasn't Alabama. And so I would say those two teams, but probably lean a little more towards Florida, but it's it's close. But I, I don't expect FSU to play a factor in that one. I think FSU feels pretty good uh, about their DB uh, group. And it really wouldn't make a lot of sense if you look at it, what they signed, uh, you know, from the DB class they signed. You're basically bringing in another, you know, top rated 2024 guy when you feel pretty good about what you're doing. Unless that's like, somebody like a safety that that maybe makes up for losing KJ Bolden or somebody like that I don't I don't see see that I don't see the it making a lot of sense there but um I think it's probably LSU or Florida all right well let's keep it in the portal then uh Amari Niblack Niblack sorry Amari not sure what (laughs) the emphasis we're putting on the syllables there uh but Harold Kelly the second wonders are we looking into him uh, I, I checked on that earlier this week, uh, and I posted on the PRB that I did not expect a pursuit. I think he ends up at Texas, from what I hear. Um, everything seems to be trending that way. But I have I, I checked on that earlier the week. Just I was kind of curious as well about just as Harold was. Um, so, and I'd heard that there wasn't going to be a pursuit there uh, with FSU. I think they feel good about their four tight ends. I think they have in the room Brian Courtney. Um, certainly Kyle Morlock, uh, Landon, Landon, um, Thomas and, um, forgetting one up uh, Jarrell powers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Shout out Jarrell powers, man. How, yeah. how quickly you forget. Yeah. So I think they feel good about that. So I don't see anything there. What about this guy? Oh yeah. He's a big one. <laughs> French. <laughs> yeah. I, I think FSU's number one, uh, for him. I think mm-hmm. FSU sits in the, the top spot. He's, uh, unofficially visiting. He'll be out there at FSU uh, this weekend on Saturday. I think that's a guy I feel they're in the best position for. Uh, obviously, we don't know how long the process will be. Uh, Mike Norvell went there the uh, same day Mike Norvell said he's staying, and I, I'm assuming signed his extension. Whenever they're in Mandarin High School, saw Tremel Jones, who's the quarterback, and then, and then went to see Jamie French, and, and then also um, Drake Stubbs. Uh, talent and safety they have there at, at Mandarin. So I think all three of those guys are coveted ones they want. Um, and I think it was interesting that he decommitted um, just a few days after that. So I think uh, it seeks kind of the kind of the feelings about FSU, but also if you want to read tea leaves and that's a good you know, tea leaf sign. And, I, and like I said, I felt like even before he didn't decommit from Alabama and even before Saban, 
retired. I felt like it was close to 50-50 with FSU and Bama. I felt like FSU was making some surge and some some wiggle room and some and some moves with with Jamie. I got a chance to watch Jamie in the state title game. He was phenomenal, as I expected he would be. Um, see a couple highlights here from FAMU from the state championship game, but. I just uh, I I think FSU has done the best job uh, recruiting him, and um, so I think it's uh, I think they're in a good position right now. All right, keeping it moving here on the program. Thanks for being here. It's the thumbs up, everybody. If you're just joining us here, no, Jer- uh, Jeremy, uh, just put on Jeremy's asking if Jackson West left left. No, he's still there. I saw him on. Campus. Oh, that's who. Yeah, that's who we forgot about. Yeah. So I forgot about him. It wasn't like. I was just naming guys that are top of my head, Jeremy. So I saw Jackson on campus. So when I was over there, so to my knowledge, he's still there. Um, so we'll see what he does. Uh, Ed Bagley trying to drop some news here on the program. We appreciate uh, the contributions here. It says uh, Zion Grady, Charles Henderson High School, which is in Troy, Alabama. Funny story, mm-hmm. by the way. So I when I took the job in Dothan, Alabama, I think I started there in like January – Late, late December, early January. So we're getting ready for signing day in, in February and we're going over coverage plans and we're like, all right, we'll go to, we'll go to Dothan high to cover this signing. We'll go to, you know, I mean, I don't know, Dale County to cover this signing. And then we got to go get Charles Henderson. And mm-hmm. I'm like, who's Charles Henderson. <laughs> um, I'm like, I, I've never even heard of this guy before. They're like, no, 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 no. It's the name of the school is Charles Henderson. So Zion Grady, defensive end uh, from Charles Henderson High School in Troy, Alabama. Uh, decommitted from the Tide here recently, Michael. Apparently, mm-hmm. Ed says he's going to go to Enterprise, which is a pretty strong program in South Alabama. Uh, yeah. I know Auburn, is, are right. they in the Catbird seat right now, or has Florida State got a legitimate shot at I, I think FSU has a legit shot. I think that's a guy that FSU's liked a lot. I think he visited Auburn. They do think those are the – two top teams. I wouldn't sleep on Georgia either uh, with that recruitment. So I think it's still pretty wide open. I think FSU has done the things you need to do to put them in position. He's visited, he's worked out at FSU. They feel very good about the relationship already they have there. I think uh, it's, it's a wait and see uh, on that. I think a lot of these, he's going to, he's going to take his time the second time around. I think Alabama is still in the picture, but I'd probably, at a lesser level. Um, but I think FSU Auburn, I think FSU is, is very high on his list. Uh, he's been the FSU several times, several games. I think that's a, a, a program that, that is going to be a major factor in that recruitment. All right. Uh, Trevor Jackson. We haven't spoke about him yet. Somebody here in the chat inquiring about him, Michael, yeah. uh, what can you, what can you tell us about the latest quarterback commit for the Knoll? Yeah. So an interesting thing with him, um, the week I went over to watch Kai Bates play and I did the interview, I was trying to get a, see if he'd tell me if he's committing or, or deciding. And, you know, that was when things were starting to trend towards FSU. And uh, so I was like, I'll stay for the game and the team they were playing <laughs> Orlando Jones high school. And that was Trevor Jackson's team. Um, so I got a chance to watch Trevor. That was a very good, very good, uh, you know, pocket presence in there. He's raw. I mean, it, compared to Luke, he's raw. Uh, is some of the things he does, but I, I think a very good athlete. I think a guy that you could take your time building. Uh, great, great arm talent. Um, you know, you, that certainly jumps out of you when you watch him as the arm talent. Um, seeing the field's pretty good. Could be better, but pretty good. And just a great uh, option to grab, uh, you know, late in this process when, you know, FSU lost AJ Duffy and they lost Tate Rodemaker. So to add that to your room, uh, it's coming in as a walk on, but that could change, you know, um, from what I hear uh, as far as being eventually a scholarship guy. But I think it's just a, a really good ad because you, you got him late. He was originally committed to Ole Miss, decommitted from them around October. And there was some other schools on him that were, you know, either G5 or Power 5, that, that one. But I think he preferred to the Florida State. He really liked them. And it, things started picking up. And as people remember, I told people, like, there's two guys that I think they're, they're likely to get. I didn't know the second guy, and the second guy was Trevor. I didn't know that that time. But the other guy is Amari Williams, defensive end, four-star, that I feel really good about. And I was told those are the two guys. So I think Trevor's a nice add to, to fill out your room. Um, you can you can bring them along at your own pace. Obviously, they're hoping not to play another true freshman again. You know, at quarterback, you'll have 
you know, DJU and, and Brock Glenn obviously batting out and Luke will be in there as well. But um, you can just bring him along at your pace. But certainly uh, from my perception watching him, great arm talent, great eyes as far as the way he sees the field. And I think obviously a raw guy for technique and mechanics and stuff, but you can take your time fixing that and cleaning that up. Uh, you mentioned Amari Williams in passing. Noel Princess wondered, any news on Amari Williams? Nothing news to put out there, uh, no Princess. I think he's going to be a no. That's my news. Right. That's the news I feel. I yeah. think he's going to end up at FSU. And I will have a backstory on that of why I'm so confident, hmm. you know, later. Um, but I'm confident that I feel like FSU is in a, in a pretty strong position. <laughs> Like that too. <laughs> Give it up, Z Chan, everybody. There you go. Hundred bucks in the jar. Thank you, Zach. You're the man. You should be a pillar, but we didn't have a marker when we were in Orlando. So still love you though, Zach. Anyhow. There you go. What are the chances that Z Chan, the dentist, gets recruited to fix the players from Alabama's teeth? JK, JK. Um, they they got fine oral hygiene. Uh, over there. They got bright, big, beautiful smiles, man. Uh, not the least of which Malik Benson, hopefully catching a lot of touchdowns for the Knowles that we would hope. So, there you go. Uh, thank you, Zach. Appreciate you, man. Let's Appreciate go to Knowles for my life. Interesting. Not just for life, but for his life, their life. Can the staff pull out a top five class, Michael, or are they permanent top 10 kind of recruiters? No, absolutely. I, I think they can. I mean, if things didn't, I mean, if they don't lose a KJ Bolton, they're probably pushing right there at top five. So, I mean, yes, I definitely think they can be a top five class, maybe even top three. Um, that's what we were kind of talking about. If you watch through the process of so some things that didn't fall their way, but um, yeah, certainly they can get top five class. I think that's something they can consistently do, to be honest. Uh, now, is it something every year that you're going to do? Probably not. It's just, with the way the portals run and the way things are and how FFU values the portal, um, it, it'll be a challenge. But I, I definitely think they can do it. I don't think they're just locked into the top 10 range. All right. As we sit here and talk and hang out, they're currently sixth uh, for 2025. So just on the doorstep, but plenty of time left. Plenty of time. A little bit of team question, but Michael, you like to dabble. Noel Cab, Jalen Lucas, is he being brought in to return punts along with kickoffs? Yes. Uh, he will do everything special teams. I think you'll see a lot of him, too, when Wildcat, different th formations that they get in the ball. This kid is electric as you get. So I think they're going to find different ways to make sure they get him the ball. More so, it'll be more so in the special teams department. But um, definitely, um, I definitely feel like uh, he'll, he will be involved in, in all special teams. Look at the guy. Look at my guy Lee on here uh, with some nice compliments. I appreciate that, man. Thanks. I see. I appreciate see. that. Great work, Michael, says Lee Huzga. Say hi to Diane, my Bass Pro friend. I will. I will. I'll let her know. There we go. Back to regular scheduled programming. There you go. Wes and the Villages. Three more transfers after spring ball, more or less, Michael. I'm not putting any number on anything, Wes. <laughs> um, I would say not that many. I would say for me, like no more than four, um, in my opinion. But uh, like I said, that's a subject to change. And I am giving myself full right to change that with disclosure. <laughs> but um, four be the most. I think three is a good number. But um, I think they obviously, they're going to keep an eye on. I mean, it might be more that because you're talking about we don't know what's going to happen in the spring of what guys you know, win jobs or don't win jobs, whether it's FSU or not FSU related. So they might take more, but I, I think they definitely would like to see a offensive tackle. They would love to see a left tackle. They'd love to get that, that um, certainly like to add another linebacker. We know that. Um, I think uh, the guy that pops out to me is the Auburn linebacker, Cam Riley. That's mm -hmm. a guy I feel like there's going to be a strong pursuit from FSU with him. Um, we already covered him before, Nikai Hill Green. I think there's a good chance you could see him, but that, you know, FSU later in like May. But that really just depends on um, if there's other guys that, what other guys catch their fancy. And then uh, certainly a defensive tackle. 
So um, yeah, there's you know, three or four. It's a lot. Yeah, that's up. Won't stop. Shy Town Noel eighty six. Now that Nick Saban is gone, do you believe Mike Norvell and Florida State will take the number two spot as far as Southern team destination behind Georgia? Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. Uh, I think Auburn's going to be considered up there. Hugh Freeze is good at building programs. So I think Auburn will be popular. But as far as the production on the field, yeah, you have to have FSU right there. I mean, I think they're they're right there with Georgia as far as being one of the most productive teams. Um, you know, so I think that's a fair, fair, uh, you know, breakdown. Uh, Chi-Town, I think that's very fair when you consider where FSU is going, what they've done, um, the fact that they're Certainly uh, during the regular season when they have their full team, they're not afraid to play these SEC schools. They can compete with anybody. And so, yeah, I definitely put them up there. A couple of folks asking about Michigan. Do you know if there's any players on the Michigan roster there was pre-existing relationships with in the instance that Jim Harbaugh maybe goes to the NFL? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, nobody really pops out to me, um, but I'm sure – you know, they entered a portal, we'll check on it, but nobody off the top of my head that I would say for certain that they would go after. You mentioned an Auburn linebacker, Michael. Yeah. How, how real is that? What's, uh, yeah. what's the status on that? Yeah, Cam Riley, um, he entered the portal. Uh, I think he doesn't graduate until May, so that's going to be a May window, Kai. Um, so I, I definitely think it's real. I think the chances are real. I think the pursuit will be real. Um, so, yeah, that's a name that was told to me that to know. That was the team. <laughs> so usually when they say that, it's kind of like they feel like, uh, you know, or at least my contacts feel that there is a legitimate shot. And uh, he's a massive linebacker if you look at his size. Um, but he is a linebacker. That's that's kind of what I've told. But that's a guy that I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on in that May window. Really close eye on him. I think a visit is, is quite likely. Um, so um, Cam's already let me know that he's definitely interested in FSU. So um, I think that's a guy to keep an eye on. 6'5", 243 pounds. Mm-hmm. Large human being. Yes. Large human being. So. Uh, Neon three numbers aren't wrong. It's just that's the numbers they pull from their high school right. time. Right. So have that in mind, everybody. Yep. Zion. What happened to our guy Zion, uh, the Michigan State gentleman from Westlake High School in Atlanta? He ended up at Missouri. Uh, Missouri and FSU and Georgia were the three teams I'd heard. I told people Missouri was more of a threat. Um, he ended up at Missouri. Now, maybe that's because FSU just went nuts and they got the guys they got. Got the Oregon State defensive end. Certainly got the West Virginia defensive end. I uh, think they would have taken Zion, but um, he ended up at Missouri. I feel like we need to have a, a scroll at the bottom of the screen about Caleb Downs. Caleb Downs. Uh, Let's keep it on the defense. Let's move closer to the ball. Cody Shaw wonders aloud here, Michael. How is a 2025 board for blue chip defensive tackles looking? Is Odell recruiting going to step up? You know what? I was dreading doing that because I've already gone through the defense tackles. Just uh, full disclosure, I've already done that. Um, I was actually impressed. Like there was actually a much better board than what I thought I came up with, you know, five or six solid options that I think FSU has. Um, I'm not going to give all that away as far as what's in there, but I do think it's, it's very detailed and it's very, uh, it's leveled with really some really solid prospects and a few of them. I think FSU has already uh, positioned themselves pretty fairly well, either they're in the top school or they're in the top group or top two or top three. So, I definitely think um, it's positioned better than what it was a year ago. I was I was pretty that was rough last year doing it when I first started uh, last year with the first hot board. So I think this one looks you know, pretty good, you know, from what I've seen so far. But um, it's definitely a position that is always under question. Uh, same thing with linebackers. I uh, feel like we go through this every year with the high school, and um, so hopefully, hopefully they can pull some your blue chippers in from the defensive tackle position. And um, you will see. Uh, But so far I'm encouraged about, you know, the names that I have and the options I have based on the intel I picked up of, of guys they're after. 
Tony Greco, how do you think the penalties the coaches have to serve in the spring will affect the spring portal? Not really that much because, like I said, there's only a few they're going to probably add. I think that's part of the reason, in my opinion, that's my gut feeling, that they push so hard to get a large number of, of guys in this January window where they had 14. Um, so I think that's why they push so hard. So those penalties wouldn't be an issue that much uh, in their in their spring window with the in May. So um, I don't think it's going to play that big of a role, Tony. I think the biggest thing, Tony, is is that you're not going to have your offensive coordinator for three games. I think to me, that's the bigger thing than the penalties for recruiting or, or I guess uh, ramifications of not having as much stuff as you would originally in the spring portal. But to me, that's, that's a lesser concern than not having your coach for three games, which is by the way, NCA ridiculous. Hmm. Call them out, Michael. Call ridiculous. them out. Uh, R. Wilmer was wondering, as part of Mike's enhanced contract, the state of Florida State, it also included uh, in, uh, increasing recruiting resources. Do you have any details on what that could or couldn't be? Probably a bigger support staff. Um, yeah, that's something I think uh, probably plays into that. Uh, I think recruiting resources is also, you know, the facilities. Oh, by the way, thanks a lot, FSU. Uh, the more athletic center is nowhere we can park now. So <laughs> they've already started it. So it's already, uh, you know, a challenge, but I think it plays into that too, uh, what you can add on to the football only facility. So I think that probably those things play into it. And then just recruiting uh, value money of what you can dive into with recruiting, you know, as far as resources and stuff like that. So I think some of those main things are probably it. Um, Harold Kelly, the second. There you go. DeAndre Robinson. Interest possibly he's let go of his NLI from Texas. I'm expecting Florida. That was the team that finished second for him. Um, I, I think this is more about him being homesick and want to get closer to home. And Florida has been the team that I've heard. Uh, yeah. Uh, on paper, it would look phenomenal. Wouldn't it Harold? You know, just uh, it would be perfect. Uh, defensive tackle needed defensive tackle. So certainly it would, it would help FSU. He is the teammate of the guy did just sign and Trevor. Um, so he played on the same team as him. Um, but I think probably ends up at Florida if I'm guessing. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if he he says he's not taking any visits or anything. So I think it's probably Florida. All right. uh, Cody Shaw's back. Hey. Josh Petty, 2025 offensive yes. tackle, real shot. Yes, yes. FSU uh Norvell and Atkins went to see him today. I don't know. Uh, I think Matt retweeted or not. Um, he plays at, um, I forget. It's a, it's kind of a weird school name in Georgia. Tennessee, it looks like. Oh, te- is it Tennessee? Somewhere in Tennessee, I think. it's Okay, uh, so it's like. Oh, I'm sorry, Georgia, Roswell, Georgia. Fellowship yeah. Christian School. Yeah, Fellowship right. Christian School. Um, yeah, I, there's a picture circulating that Norvell and Atkins were there to see him. Um, several other top schools have. That's a kid I was told that's going to visit FSU in probably either late January or February because there's it feels like there's three visit weekends coming up. Obviously, the 20th, you guys know, 27th, and then I think February 3rd, uh, some kids are coming for that. I don't know if it's like per se a junior day as well, but uh, it's a visit weekend. So I think he's going to be in one of those weekends, those last two weekends. So certainly a guy they like and certainly be one that, um, you know, certainly will be on their board. Um, he will certainly be on my board when we do, uh, you know, break down his position, but, um, yeah, that's the guy they like. Well, let's keep it on the offensive line. Then Michael Grillmaster says, how do the 2025 offensive tackle prospects seem to be? Are we in the running for some of the bigger offensive tackle prospects? Oh yeah. They're, they're doing really well. Uh, they have Solomon Thomas, who's one of the best offensive linemen out of Jacksonville Reigns. He will visit FSU next weekend. I think they're in a pretty good position for Max Buchanan, a four-star from Sanford Seminole, same school as uh, Ethan Pritchard, who's already committed to FSU. So I think they sit pretty good with those guys. And then Ad- uh, Zaire Addison is another one that's a four-star that I feel like they're in the best position for. So there's three guys right there. Not going to give away the whole hot board. I still got to add Petty because that's kind of a late addition I haven't added yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's shaping up really good. It's shaping up to be one of probably the best, uh, offensive line classes. I think, uh, potentially that they've had in the FSU history, um, based Ooh. on the way it's trending early on. Now we got to see how that goes, but 
I feel like it's going to be a really strong class. Leo Noel. <laughs> Shout out, Leo Noel. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Thank you. Appreciate it. After losing Dennis Briggs, any chance Florida State will add another defensive tackle? Yeah, I, always. yeah it's a, that's that's kind of the plan in, in May uh, that I feel like they're going to add you know, one more defensive tackle. One kid that we mentioned earlier is Emmanuel. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. He plays in England. Um, hmm. I could... And it's it's brutal. It's a hard day. Oh, but I don't say it's brutal. Just you know, we. Uh, it's uh, hard. It's just hard to pronounce. I don't want to mess up his name. That's what I'm. When I yeah, say brutal, uh, I mean for me to pronounce it, it would be brutal. <laughs> Not that the name's bad or anything. Uh, let's see right here. We already spoke about that one. I didn't want to talk about team stuff. How about old team stuff from Hector? It's all it's all Hector, Michael. Anything for Hector. As the roster sits now, your ceiling and floor for wins and losses next season. Also, what could be added that would change the ceiling? I still think they need like a pretty good wide receiver. I mean, I know they have a lot of guys, but they have a lot mm-hmm. of unproven guys. Yeah, but I agree. I mean, it's possible that those guys can look really good in the spring and we'll feel good about them, and then they'll look good in preseason camp as well. But it would be nice to get like some kind of 6'3, 215 pound guy that's got really good body control and can go up and grab it. That'd be nice to get one of those guys. Not only uh, that, you want to, uh, you know, guy that has some numbers behind it, you know, not just yeah. the big body. You would like to have an experienced receiver that you feel like can lead the other guys in this room, you know, what they have. I agree with you, Aslan. I think that's something they're going to look at. Uh, I think that's something that potentially they could add. So uh, I think uh, an experienced guy is is one that I'm kind of focused on, you know, for that May window. Ceiling, thirteen uh, wins. I'll put the 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 ceiling at thirteen. The floor at ten. Yeah, I can roll with that. By the way, the defensive tackle's name is Emmanuel Oe Bajayo. Crushed it, Michael. Look at that. God be stand up. God be high school. Let's go, baby. Let's go, go, man. It's from Um, England, by the way. Plays in England. So there's some international stuff they had to work out. Khalil playing devil advocate saying the only way you can let these receivers prove themselves is if you let them prove themselves. You can't keep undercutting these dudes, man. Which I, I get it, but you know. I mean, do you want to go into a season with nobody that's played, like no one that's started at least like 10 games in their career, really, at wide receiver? I don't, I don't really look at it as like undercutting. I look at it as like competition. You know, it's like you're going to compete no matter who's in there. Whether you add another guy or not, you're going to have to compete with the Malik Bensons and the guys that you added, you know, from the portal, um, the Jalen Browns, those guys. I mean, I look at it as like competition. I don't think it's more undercutting. It's like, these players can leave anytime they want as far as portal and stuff like that. And then, you know, so you have to build your roster of, of top players. The job for the coaches and the staff is to build the best team. So if there's a best guy out there, certainly you're going to take him. I mean, if he fits everything that measures up to your your team and your culture and, and your offense. So I think it's more just a competitive nature of, of football. I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, Khalil saying at one point, P-Dub, Bolin, and Rashad were unproven too. But, you know, I mean, P-Dub and Anquan, you know, like like Mr. Florida in football. Yeah. Not like Hakeem and Destin or, you know, chop liver, but yeah, a little bit different. Little and bit P-Dub played as a freshman too. Let's not act like he wasn't on the field. Like even that one year he was a freshman, he was out there. He showed flashes. So let's not act like these are comparable to what that is. And it's a different time too. It's like I said, you got to build your roster. The transfer portal guys count the same as the high school kids. It doesn't change. You know, they're, I think everyone treats these portal guys like they're aliens, you know, but they're players, you know, they're, they're players. Yeah. They're not committed to your program from the beginning, but they're still players that are in there. And I don't think anybody looks at Jermaine Johnson, any more different than or different than, you know, some of the guys that stayed four years. So uh, I think Jermaine Johnson is, is well represented. He loves FSU. So, um, but it's just the way things are, you know, now we're with the portal and 
you got to build your roster. It's all about the roster. That's why I tell people all the time, like, the roster is what matters, guys. It doesn't matter if it's high school or portal to me. Are you building your roster the right way to compete nationally with everybody? And if FSU feels like they need to add a top-tier experience playmaker, that's what you have to do. You can't worry about the feelings of somebody because uh, they're there already. You know, you have to – those guys have to step up and and uh, compete. And, and and get their earn their spot and is it fair probably not but it's just the way things are our guy up there in thomasville north hey, carolina yeah. daryl long time daryl how, how are you man? yeah got the bird on his shoulder <laughs> hey man what about ian jackson linebacker alabama speaking of aliens and the transfer portal <laughs> okay i have not heard anything with him with fsu i've heard that that's a guy of just you know, looking into, but nothing serious where, you know, what I heard when, when it came to Sean Murphy, when he came in. And so I haven't heard much with him yet, um, Daryl, but I'll, um, I'll keep checking. And so um, no movement, I guess, yet with him. Oh, I feel like arguing with people, but I'm not going to <laughs> Benjamin Haygood's here, everybody. What up, Benjamin? Hey. Let's go. Thanks, Ben. You're the man now, dog. 20 bucks in the jar. For real, man. Appreciate that. Thank you. He says, wake up, but wrong show, man. Yep. Michael, I heard a rumor that Florida State may be over on scholarships. Is that true? I know a few guys came in as preferred walk-ons. Thanks for all you do. Best coverage of our beloved Knowles. Also, shout out to our guy James B. out there. Pillar. I think I saw him earlier in the chat say that is Ferguson a PWO? That'd be nuts. Yeah, I don't think Alabama ain't leaving Alabama to be a PWO, is he? I don't think so. I mean, he's to me, he's under scholarship that I know, but uh, I don't really know going the details about the the full numbers. I think they feel comfortable what they have and what they had to present. I don't think they're over. I think uh, they've presented what they have, and I think there'll be a few more spots as we've I've I've said that Trishan's going to be there, so. I definitely feel like they know what guys are going to have there and what guys aren't. And, um, and the kind of stuff will play itself out when you go through the spring. But I, I think uh, their numbers are fine. I, I wouldn't worry about their scholarship numbers. In the history of collegiate football, it always works out somehow. <laughs> yeah. No one's ever gone over. Um, so expect that pattern to continue, but yeah, maybe they are getting creative in terms of trying to figure things out. People keep talking about do scholarships matter when you have NIL and it's well, yeah, man, like, you know, when you're on scholarship and you get NIL, like the NIL is going to your pocket as opposed to, I mean, if they're giving you an NIL deal to help cover your tuition, then that's, you know, not going into your pocket. So again, I don't know the ins and outs of all that sort of stuff, but and I, I really don't even want to know it. I don't want to know. I, I don't, I do not want to know the math that people are going to use to get players to come to schools that are not yeah. on scholarship to make it work. Um, I'm having to do enough cognitive dissonance to keep it together. Anyhow. Go. Chris Morgan's here, by the way, Michael shout out to Chris. What's up, Chris? There you go. 20 bucks in the jar. Jars getting filled up. By the way, you see this? I wonder if I can put this away. This is the, uh, it's a prayer candle. I lit off last week, Michael, to keep Mike Norvell in Tallahassee. So it worked. <laughs> So maybe have, we'll like auction it off or something. Maybe I get have, Mike to sign it. Did it have black smoke coming out of it? Like uh, Michael Alford's tweet? Uh, maybe at first, when I first light, <laughs> lit, lit the wick, it might have. I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to get this signed by Norvell at some point. There you go. I like that. Um, I mean, I'll take it away for now. Though. Take that was a, for by me. the way, that was a stressful week. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Bit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, a little bit. That was bad. Do you think he got offered the job, Michael? I don't know. Um yeah. I think they were pursuing. I think the pursuit was very heavy. Oh yeah, for sure. I do. I definitely think. I can't say if he was offered, but I definitely know that there were people inside FSU, not just from me, but like I reported too, that they were concerned yeah. that they were going to be able to keep their guy. Um, so, um, but I was told that he had already. The feeling around a lot of people the day before was that he was going to stay. Hmm. Like I was told that when I was around some people and, and they told me like after once, once it all went down, they told me the day before, like they felt really good. 
but still there was a lot of nervous energy but uh that was a really uh you know tense um drama filled uh you know four days hey hit the thumbs up everybody please yes please hit thumbs up yes i saw saw one poster uh question about wilmer he's asking the scenario if downs goes to georgia I'll let you pull that up. Well, well let's, we got to answer Chris's question first. Chris okay. threw money in our face. Okay. So let's yes, let's do it, Chris. Uh, if your head coach, Michael Langston, uh, <laughs> based on the new recruiting budget, would it make sense to keep the development coaches like Randy Shannon and Odell and then really focus on a recruiter-type <laughs> position to add to the staff? Oh, man. Sitting there trying to tell me what coach should be fired or something. I don't know. I mean, I I – I'm bigger on development. Um, as long as you're an okay recruiter, I'm pretty happy, Chris. Uh, as long as the development is really good there, and it's certainly not affecting the product on the field when you factor in what they're doing. And now with the portal, uh, give me a, a guy that develops and coaches them the right way than a guy just recruits, but he, he's not a great coach. Uh, personally, I mean, you would love to have a, even a medium of, of, hey, they're a pretty good recruiter and they're also a great developer, but I, 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 I tend to lean towards, uh, the, the, I tend to lean towards the development stuff bigger to me. I know recruiting gets people excited, but development's what's wins your games. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of big with me. By the way, James is clarifying. He, okay. he meant the quarterback being a PWO, not the uh, massive human being from come on, James, Alabama. come on, man. Who was the person you want me to pull up a question from? Wilmer. Wilmer. Wilmer had. A, I. I got a comment on this because I. Well, he has a question. It says, Mike, the the what scenario? Say Caleb Downs goes to Georgia. Is there a possibility that KJ transfers spring or fall? Okay. I can't find the question. You can answer okay. it. You just read it there. Yeah, so I just read it to everyone. Um, I don't think that's happening with FSU, Wilmer. <laughs> I don't see FSU going after KJ Bolden again. Oh. You know, uh, after what happened, um, let's just say there was there was a lot of uh, dishonesty when it came to communicating with FSU what he was actually doing. Um, and usually, when that happens, the bridge is kind of cut off and 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 tore down. So, the chance of him ending up back of FSU, I don't think are, are likely, even if that scenario popped up. Um, so, um, yeah, they, they're usually, there's, there's, there's a few, there's very few things that can stop them from recruiting a guy, but that kind of situation where the communication is lacking and stuff like that happens, I can see, uh, that not happening. Uh, we saw that with a lot of kids that did a similar thing that they did not go after. Um, so I think it's going to be a similar pattern. Hmm. Abdullah Muhammad. Okay. Who starts first, Julian Armella or Lucas Simmons? Or better yet, who cracks the top eight rotation first amongst those two? What have you heard, Michael? What I mean, I know, you know Armella had more stars, had the name, the pedigree. Mm-hmm. Like, Lucas Simmons wasn't that much of a known commodity, but once people started, like, looking at his film and looking at him in person and kind of projecting what he's going to look like in two or three years, it felt like there was probably more. Right excitement to what he could be but as we sit here and talk about the sort of stuff now michael what do you think i think uh mine's kind of a two-parter uh, like early on i like armella but later on as the reps go i think simmons i like simmons better at the end um so uh i would say armello first because the experience is there is much he's much more experienced as far as being in the system um so i think he would be the first but then as they go along the reps get in there, the teaching, the development. I think Simmons is I think Simmons is gonna be a phenomenal player. Um so I think for me, Simmons has the higher ceiling when I look at those two. Um I think both are gonna play, but that's kind of my answer on that. First name N, last name Alfonso. <laughs> okay. What about the defensive tackle from Tallahassee, the one from Rickards? Yeah, Jalen Wiggins um, committed to Florida. Um, if you probably, I want to say, last week. And the funny thing about that is he committed to Florida. 
but then reached out to us uh, after we checked. He's like, hey, are you going to the FSU Junior Day? And he's like, yes, I'm going. <laughs> so <laughs> committed to Florida, but he says he's going. Now, will he show up? We'll see. I mean, Jalen's told us before that he's going and then isn't there. But um, he grew up a fan of Florida, so I get it. Um, but I know that's hard for people to understand for a kid from Tallahassee. But uh, that's kind of where things are. I think it would be a tough flip. Uh, but um, I will put this point out there. Florida had the questions about, you know, their defensive coordinator not being retained last year. Uh, I think that could certainly come up again uh, where he isn't there. So if that happened, I think that shifts things again where FSU, I think, will be in the picture again. So that's kind of my take of where things stand with Jalen. All right, let's get this uh, figured out here. James B., did we not just bring in someone as a PWO? Can I just get an answer to my question? He was out of the chat room, but we'll just go ahead and interject here. Was Trevor Jackson, a, is he a PWO? Yes. Okay. There we go. End of end of story. There you go, James. He's coming in as a walk-on. We've mentioned that, you know, but that's the only guy. Um, so uh, could enter scholarship, uh, could go the CJ Campbell route where, you know, you get an academic scholarship or something like that. But um, yes, he's coming in as a walk-on. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to old princess. She answered the question as well. Sorry. I didn't see it. Sorry. I did not see it. It's all good. It's all good guys. All right. What else we got here? Let's keep this party going. Somebody asked about Caleb Downs again. That was awesome. (laughs) Guys. Read the word. word. word Simply for having good, strong uh, sarcasm. We appreciate that. Hey, with Kalen DeBoer at Alabama now, Michael, Chris Thompson wonders aloud. And we don't know if it's the Chris Thompson or just the Chris Thompson, but it might be the Chris Thompson. I hope it is because he's awesome. Yeah. Is Florida State the front runner for linebacker Zadrius Rainey Sale again? I, I think I think they're one of the front runners. You have to think that he's going to visit probably um you know Alabama just because, hey, that's the coach he committed to. <laughs> so I could see that. Um he might even check with Washington to see, uh, you know, where they stay. But I think, for me, I think that definitely pushes FSU back up high up there uh, as one of the front runners. I wouldn't say the front runner, but I think also FSU needs to get him back on campus, and uh, certainly he would be a massive pickup, the number one player in in Washington, state of Washington. So um, certainly he loved FSU, uh, but there was a connection with Washington, his hometown team. He thought that they were going to, you know, be consistently playing for a national title now with your know, dead fish there. You don't know. It's a, but uncertainty. They got to show themselves and prove themselves. But um, I think, I think now it's more in flux where FSU uh, is certainly uh, one of the front runners again. Right on. Look at James B. Stop it. <laughs> James B. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Pillar is a pillar, everybody. A uh, hundred bucks. Thank you guys. I know wrong show, but I finally bought some vitamin energy. Awesome. Good. James, maybe a half shot. Take like a half shot. First time you take it. Don't take a whole one. Yeah. And kind of feel it out from there. Adjust accordingly. But we appreciate you. You're the best. I'm going to keep your name up on the screen. But we're going to ask another question, Michael, from Noel Cab. Okay. Strong shades in the photo of Noel Cab's avatar on YouTube. Who do we anticipate? Actually, let's uh, let's go to this one first. Sorry. Okay. Audible, audible, hot route, hot route. Dave Doherty, what safety and center prospects are likely, Michael, would you say? Um, for 2025? He doesn't specify. <laughs> okay. But let's I guess let's say that because we never really know what's gonna oh, happen. Uh, I mean, I think there. Richie Leonard could play that center position. Uh, okay. I think he has the the size, uh, you know, guy they just gotta commit from. Last weekend, I think Terrence can can play there, but I look at Terrence more of the pure guard when I watch him. But I think Richie could certainly uh, fill that void. I think uh, certainly high school, there's a few kids in there. Ty Hilton that plays. Uh, they've talked about center with him, um, and uh, even guys like Jonathan Daniels could certainly fit in there uh, as far as that position. Um, as far as 2025, we have to wait and see uh, what guys fit in there. I think uh, certainly Max Buchanan. Uh, can play a lot of different places on the line, but uh, I, I'd have to wait and see on 2025 to see what center guys are in there. But I think we've covered most of the 2025 offensive linemen. Um, certainly, uh, I'll go over the full detail of that 
you know, uh, in, in the hot board coming up. But, um, yeah, those are a few. He looks like a gator to me, man. I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to disparage anybody. But like you can just line up kids and I'd be like, all right, he'll be at Florida state. He's going to Florida. He's going to Florida. He's going to Florida. Just one man's opinion, just based on looks. Okay. Um, so just, you heard it here first. You okay. can yell at Aslan. Nobody, nobody yell at Michael. Michael didn't say it. I'm the one who said it. Okay. Uh, Khalil's here, everybody. Khalil's already been here. Hey. This is a this is a quintessential Khalil question that I almost feel like I need to call Corey and like put him on speaker and hold him up. Telling you. Who are your top three number two receivers in history, Florida State history, and which of them would have been the best number one? Uh, oh did y'all have to throw a history question? You know, I got to throw a history question over there now and then. The number number two wide receiver. Um, Man. I mean, Laverne, I mean, eh. Dugans is Dugans. I mean, is Ron in there? Ron's got to be in there, right? That, that's what I would. I was going to say, Ron, but I, I want to let you do it first. All right. Um, he's, a, he's a great Robin. Uh, he was phenomenal with Peter Warwick. Um, so, yeah, Ron. Ron be in there. He's an old man. Why not? Sure. Kelvin's got to be up there then. Yeah. I mean, Kelvin's in the mix. Yep. Um. Man, he, re- he really brings you think on these, man. Number two, that should have been a one. Like, was EG was EG number two to, to Kez for a minute and then eventually became a number one? Yeah, there was certain games where EG was the focal, and then there was you know, most of the games were Ke- Kez. Um, so, yeah, that's a good one. That's I'm, good I'm one. prisoner of the moment, man. I'm going to go, I'm going to say, and I mean, to call KB wide receiver two is, is disrespect. Yeah, and I, and I wish I could turn that camera around and show you what's on my wall, and it's the Sports Illustrated cover of KB going up over Chris Davis. There you go, winning a national title for Florida State, and there's the ticket, two photos of me and my friends out front of the stadium, inside the stadium, and then the little score score sheet they hand out outside the stadium afterwards. It's all it's all frames right there, looking at. Love you, Kelvin. Um, yeah, I mean he, he would have been number one, right? I mean, I mean him and Rashad. That's his one A, one B, as you'll have. So that's probably the easy answer. Sorry for talking so much. Let's get another. Yeah. Recruiting <laughs> There's so many out there. It's so hard to do that. Um, somebody saying Snoop. Oh, Obito? yeah. Yeah. Let's see yeah. the way it's time. Yeah. Doss. Kenny Shaw Raw. All right, a lot, of good, a lot of good answers. There's, there's, there's no right or wrong answer. When you're no, doing there's, not. there's not. There's um, not. Let's see what else we got here. Yeah, come on. It's a recruiting chat, everybody. Where's the where's the recruiting chat? Mark Cannon, is conference affiliation, is the ACC, is Florida State being in the ACC causing any negative recruiting vibes for the Knolls? I don't think it's negative after what they did, you know, to kind of put it out there like we're leaving, you know, essentially. Right. <laughs> I think it was negative before that. Uh, it, it's going to be negative until – to a certain degree until they actually officially leave, you know, but I don't think it's like killing them, but it, it definitely would benefit them heavily if they were say in the big 10 conference, if they announced tomorrow, yeah, I'm not saying they're announcing tomorrow either guys, but if they did, I think it would be a big benefit and a boost for them in recruiting. I don't think it's absolutely killing them, but it, it does hurt. Uh, as long, as long as you're in this league, it's going to hurt in, in some degree. All right, people still arguing about look look what you started. Look what you started, my guy, our guy in Jacksonville, Khalil. What you started? Everybody's everybody wants to argue now about um, who's the best number two wide receiver. Uh, Todd Morris. Besides Cam Davis, are there any other dual sport athletes that were recruited? Yeah, B.J. Gibson uh, plays baseball as well. Um, he's a receiver that they got in the twenty twenty four class. Uh, that's a, certainly a guy that's going to do that. Um, I think Makaya Danzi is going to run track. Um, so he's going to do dual uh, threat. Uh, he's really good in track. One of the best in the country. Um, not just, you know, good. He's, he's elite. Um, so I think those two pop out in my head um, as far as being dual sport guys. Any info on 2025 tight ends asks Grillmaster. Coming up soon, Grill. Uh, I've got a hot board. Uh, we're all, we're that's going down the list. Uh, 
I think there's there's obvious ones you know about. Elise Williams committed to Georgia, four star tight end. That's probably the number one guy um, they're working on. They've got him on campus like four times last year. I think he'll be back again soon. I'll go through the list of other guys. Hollis Dan- Davidson is another one. He visits on Friday, actually. So I think you'll see him on, on campus. Uh, you know, he's getting a look, and that's a guy I think they they like. Uh, I think Co- uh, Coach Thompson went to see him uh, in the evaluation period. So uh, there, there's one more, but I'll, I'll, those are kind of a few that I know uh, for sure. But um, certainly um, there's going to be a pretty expanded board as far as tight ends. I think they'll probably take one. Um, so um, you've got a lot of time before we get to that point of of who they take and don't take. All right. Was not expecting Hollis Davidson to look like that, but shout out Hollis, man. Strong, strong name. How does he look like? What what, what school did he look like? He's he looks like a knoll. He looks like a knoll. Okay. Yeah. There, you yeah, looks like a knoll. Yeah. there you go. Uh, Tony Greco, whose avatar is an angry Cartman dressed up in Florida State apparel. Nice. Biggest need for 2025 that Florida State must, must nail, Michael. Uh, for me, it's linebacker. For me, uh, we you got to get some more elite blue chippers in there. It's nice. Uh, or, what? <laughs> yeah. or what? Like, love Kalen, love yep. Tatum. Yep. Kalen might play on Sundays. I don't yep. I don't know about Tatum. Yeah. I hope. I hope. But like, neither of those guys are blue chip guys. And this defense was just fine. It's 2024, everybody. Have a good pass rush. Have good coverage. And just, you know, know your gaps every now and then and just be a decent tackler in the open field. Like, I just, I don't know, like, is that what set Michigan over the edge? Like, did we watch Michigan and think, wow, those linebackers, man, it's all on them. Georgia, like, oh, and yeah, I keep saying, you know, I'm not trying to defend and say that they don't need linebackers and don't worry about it. But this this like desire, this thirst to get Derek Brooks and Marvin Jones back, which would be awesome. Yes, I don't, I don't think you need that anyway. I, just, I don't oh. think you need it, but I think you do need uh, you need more depth and high school depth of what they have. I mean, outside of Blake Nicholson and Omar Graham, who is the linebackers you would say from a high school perceptive perception? There's there there's not a lot that you can list. Um, so um, I think you need to replenish that that depth in there i think uh, they need some you know nice blue chippers i do like Jaden parish who's coming in i think he's going to be a great player that's a good one um yeah. but you do need to add some nice high school guys there and a defensive tackle i don't think they've gotten really somebody that that you would consider blue chipper um you know recently so that's a position i think as well so i think he's on the, the right track of yeah those are positions that you know as far as in my opinion they're important uh, as far as needs and, you know, kind of what you want to address. Uh, I'm addressing from the recruiting standpoint. I'm going to let Aslan cover the overall team stuff with it. But I think uh, from a recruiting perspective, those are positions they could do better that would help them, that are the most important in my opinion. I'm just saying, man, they're, they'll have the number two overall defense in the country. And people are going to be like, well, who's going to be a linebacker next year? Who's going to be a linebacker next year? Yep. I don't care, man. Don't care. Rush off the edge, affect the quarterback, cover well. Go. That's what I need. I um, like it. But whatever, man. You know, I'm not saying that Michigan and Georgia are trotting out bums. I'm not saying Florida State's trotting out bums. But I just this this like you must have this five star. Like yep. you need that at linebacker. I think you can get away with just good solid play there. And I listen, agree. Tatum and Kalen were more than just solid. Like they were they were check plus. Like I, I definitely want. I don't want to take a step back, and right now, the way they're at, like, I get it. You're probably taking a step back from what Kalen and Tatum were, but I, I don't know if that's enough to ruin your aspirations to make the playoff. Just one man's opinion. Yeah, and my opinion is really it's just they need options to turn to besides, I mean, because we they're very fortunate with Kalen and Tatum for the most of their career. They were very they were pretty healthy. Um, so after that, if you lost those guys, what would you be? Uh, so I think uh, overall, I, you just want to see more options there. I mean, I I just I don't I don't remember I don't remember Florida State getting run over by anybody. Just I don't last year. I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't remember the games well though. And I'm not saying that's sarcastic. I, I don't remember the games well at all. So I could be I could be totally wrong here. Um. All right, let's go back to Noel Cab here. Let's not say names. That's rude. Yeah. Um, and now he's not trying to be rude, but what positions do you anticipate? Uh, Florida State will probably 
shed in that spring window. I mean, receivers got to be one, right? I mean, I think, I think Corey has said what 12 or 13 on scholarship right now. That's, and maybe now with Burrell down, maybe now it's 12 or 11. So yeah, I'd say experienced receiver linebacker and defense tackle. No, no. Uh, who are I'm, they going to, who do you, what position do you think will leave? Will exit? Will oh, enter the portal? Oh, well, certainly you're done at quarterback. Um, I think uh, interior offensive line, you're done. Um, no, no, Michael. Yes. A position that you, you're, af- I don't want to say afraid of, but there's a position that probably will lose a few guys because they'll leave Florida State. Oh, okay. Enter- okay. Yeah. yeah. I would say receiver. Uh, that would be probably the highest for me. I think the other positions are, I think you're pretty good at. I can't see too much movement there. there. There'll be some guys that maybe there might be an offensive lineman that maybe isn't there that, Hey, I feel like I can get a better opportunity somewhere else. But I think for me, receiver, there's a lot of guys in there. So yeah, that, I, I'd side with you as on that. Sorry. I didn't understand what you were. No, it's fine. It's, 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 you know, it's people leaving the portal, entering the portal, spring window, winter window, it's uh, it's a lot, Mike. Let's go on this one. I guess it's a good question uh, okay. from R. Wilmer. How do you define blue chip player? Is there is there a universal definition? Do you have a specific definition? Well, for me, it's um, it's more so how they one they how they impact the game, but also how they project when I see them at Florida State. How do I project this guy? Where do I what do I feel like his ceiling is when he gets to FSU? of how he's going to impact that team. That's what I look as a blue chipper is you're infecting, impacting that team. You know, whether you're, you, to me, you could be a low four star and still be a blue chipper. Um, it's just, how are you impacting and projecting to the next level? That's that's what I look at blue chipper when I say that, Wilmer. When I look at it, that's what I feel. I think a lot of people, when they look at blue chipper, they're thinking like five star. And it's like, you don't necessarily have to be a five star to be a blue chipper, in my opinion. It's like how you impact that roster and change the roster and change the team uh, with your assertion in, in that, in that uh, offense or defense or special teams, you know, that that's how I look at it. Yeah. So I guess technically four and five stars are technically. Right. 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 I agree with that. Um, You know, I've always been, you know, when you talk about like hall of famers, like at least for the NFL pro football hall of fame, I've always been like, can you say that you were one of the five best guys at your position for five years? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like five consecutive years, but like for five years, were you one of the five best guys at your position? Which is why a guy like Tory Holt probably is a pro bowler. Right. For like five years, you can probably argue that Tory Holt was one of the best five wide receivers in the NFL. I don't know that what we could do to like, would it be that you're at the top 10 of your position almost, you know, to, cause I feel like we need to whittle it down. I'm with you. I don't think we should just say five stars or blue chips only. Cause that's only what yeah. 25 or 30 guys a year. Correct. And if you open it to four star guys, then, then we're talking like hundreds, but then there's yep. thousands of kids out there and there's dozens of really good football programs. So it's, I think it's that's fair forward five stars. Uh, I, I think most of them come from that. As far as you figure out how they impact FSU, we're focused on FSU. I'm not focused on every other program, but I would say four and five stars. Yeah, it's a good way to go. All right. Um, last one. We've gone over an hour. What okay. are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> um, somebody wanted to talk about who are the five top cornerbacks and safeties for this year, but that's that's team related. So we'll just go. We'll go with this one a little bit, Michael. Okay. Uh, reflecting now on the 2024 class, Michael. 21 asks out of that class tribe 24 who will be the standout players on offense and defense like immediately yeah let's go there i guess right or whichever <laughs> you want that one or which i mean what do you who do you maybe foresee um either who's gonna yeah break through first or when all said and done we look back on it, we're like that was the dude i think uh running back cam davis is one for me uh when i look at that guy he's a different looking dude he's he brings a different, you don't have a lot of guys that look like him and do what he does and, and shifty and, and powerful. So I think he's a guy for me on offense and then on defense. I go back to the guy that I, I really like, and, and he's a three-star and that's Jaden Parrish. Mm-hmm. I really like Jaden. I think linebacker is a position where you don't have a lot of deep, deep depth. So that's a guy I feel like can come in there. You'll make some noise and do a little thing. And then the guy, 
we probably haven't talked about as much as D.D. Holmes out of uh, over there in the uh, uh, D.C. area. Uh, that's a guy I like a lot. I think DC is a, a DD is a pure pass rusher. I think he can, you can see him, even though he doesn't get here to the summer. I think that's a guy that I could see once he gets things and his feet wet and he gets starts sinking in. I think he's a guy later in the season that I think you could see some, you know, some impact from him as far as the team in some capacity. I like Jaden Parrish. I like that pick. He yeah. looks like a dog. He looks like a dog. I like it. I like Does him. he look like a no. It looks like a knoll, like a, okay. like a high achieving, high functioning knoll. There you go. I like that. I like that one a lot. Good picks, good selections out of you. All right, that's a wrap for us. Uh, but recruiting never stops. Now there's no. Warchant.com because it's on the internet. So as long as there's power out there yeah. and Al Gore's alive, his internet's going to be up and running. It's called <laughs> Warchant.com. Oh, What's gosh. going on this weekend, Michael? Can you guys can you relax? Or are you guys going to have to go hang out? You and Matt Lacerre go hang out more. At, no, yeah. we got we got a big junior day, so um, you know there's going to be around 20, 22 prospects there, uh, around that that realm of twenty, maybe fifteen to twenty. Um, so uh, y'all put us in your prayers, by the way, because it's supposed to be forty the high and twenty one the low. So, uh, but uh, it's going to be uh, you know certainly a lot of top prospects. We talked about JB French going to be there, Campbell Jones, uh, several guys go to PRB. You can see the full list. You know, we got that rolling in there. Um, Four star running back. Byron Lewis is also going to be there. I think American Heritage. Um, so uh, certainly some ties there with Sertain. But, um, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to get you the latest of what's going on with those guys. Let's get into the 2025 cycle. And and then we'll see if uh, a transfer portal guy shows up. You never know. Uh, <laughs> I never say never when it comes to any weekend that's open for visits. So that's something we'll keep an eye on. But uh, that's what we'll be doing. We'll give you all the latest of what's going on videos interviews i'll have a wrap from it uh after it's over i'm sure i'll talk to aslan again on a we'll yeah. do a wake up and yeah, let's do it. that's do that's kind of what we're uh we got coming up uh, like i said before hot board i'm putting the final touches on that guy so 2025 so if you haven't seen me on the board and you're watching this guys yeah that's why i haven't been on there i've been working on this for four straight days to get it done i wanted to get it done for you guys um, it's going to be really detailed, really good. Um, so that's kind of what I've been working on. And then obviously the junior day coverage will kill it like we always do. And uh, certainly Matt Lassier will be out there and we'll have all our guys and we'll see if uh, they can get some good news. So <laughs> is there a name in mind you have when it comes to transfer portal guy visiting? Is it over on the premium recruiting board or are you just, just keeping the door open? Cause you never I'm, know. I'm just keeping the door open. Okay. Um, you know, I've heard there's a possibility of one, but I don't know any names. I don't know anybody. If it's for sure happening, I was told that there's a possibility. Um, so I'm just leaving out the open possibility that there could be one. But I don't, like I said, nothing's confirmed that they, there'll be one there or there's for sure coming. It's just something I'm monitoring and checking on. And uh, I just don't know for sure yet. Do you still have some of your, of your DeLuna hot cocoa? I do. I'm actually going to have some of that tonight. Okay. <laughs> so. That's a good segue. Good job, mm -hmm. Aslan. Ready to Take it with down. you out there. Look at that. High of 47, low of 26 on Saturday. High of 47, mm. low of 26 on Sunday. That's uh, that's not great. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's a wrap. Thanks to Khalil. Thanks to James B. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to Benjamin. Thanks to Leo Noel. Thanks to Z-Chan. Thanks to you, everybody, for asking your questions and the thumbs up on the way out. We forgot to talk about this. Any chance on, on Caleb Downs? <laughs> but uh, Scott Fells, go check out. Go check out the warchant.com premium recruiting board. Might get some information on there. You can just rewind 58 minutes back uh, and figure it out. Michael, hey, thanks for doing this as always, man. We appreciate you, Michael. Thank you. My pleasure, man. Hit the thumbs up on the way out, everybody. Have a great night.